0: Welcome to Winning is Not Everything, where we bring sanity back to youth sports by focusing on character development, effort, and sportsmanship, not rankings and trophies. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, former NFL reporter, children's book author, and youth sports coach. His story isn't over by any means, but what gets Jay Demerrit fired up as he approaches the 10-year anniversary of his retirement from football? Stick around to find out. TeamSnap is the presenting sponsor of the Winning Is Not Everything podcast. As you start thinking about your spring sports season, the TeamSnap app can help you spend more time focusing on coaching and less time worrying about the team management side of things. Even in this preseason time, coaches can use the app to start building relationships with players and parents through the messaging features. Plus, once your spring schedule is ready, put it on the app for parents to easily sync to their calendars. Download the TeamSnap app in your mobile app store or visit TeamSnap.com Winning for more information. <sighs> yeah, that's a deep breath. Were you entertained? Seriously, let me know on social media or send me a message through my website. But I'm so humbled and grateful that Jay DeMerit was so generous with his time and his insights. But I'm also excited for you to hear part four of our conversation because Jay's going to share a trait that was key to his success. He's also going to share why he's passionate about helping young people. And he's going to share, of course, his insight for young athletes who look up to him and youth sports parents. Let's jump right in. I mean, to be fair, though, Jay, in many ways... I mean, your story unfolded before social media really was a thing and certainly before soccer became more appreciated and participated here in the United States of America. But there's no doubt that your story was viral at that point. Right. I mean, it really was. And you know, in, in this in this day and age of sort of Ted Lasso and just sort of it, it's cool to like soccer now. Could you imagine how crazy people would have gone for your story, you know, just kind of in this culture? And it was very popular that, right? Your story was very popular. You had all these thousands of people who backed the telling of your story, you know, via Kickstarter. So not to diminish how everything unfolded, but it's just funny to me just how people are sort of just coming on to the brilliant game. You know, that that both of us clearly have a passion. Yeah, for. no,
1: and I appreciate that, too. And I think, you know, to your point earlier, though, it's, it's like your story unfolds the way it should. And I think if social media existed, maybe that wouldn't have been the trajectory that I would have went. Maybe it would have been I would have got sucked in, into it. I would have been doing too many things instead of concentrating on just being a good player now that I've made it. You know what I mean? Like, I think oh, those, yeah. these are some of the things I think we have to be risky or that share risk nowadays. It's like we have to be careful with what we do and how we tell it and, and what we say. And, you know, I'm, I'm a renegade. So it's like I'm glad I didn't have to do some of the things. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it, it wouldn't have probably bode well for me. But, um, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm thankful for, for all of it.
0: One of your coaches and I believe your mother, they talked about your competitiveness and how coachable you are. I would guess that you would back the fact that part of your success is because you are coachable and because you're competitive. What's that third trait you think is really something that you're proud of that you've worked really hard to develop that that stands out in your story?
1: I think positivity is is the one thing that really has gotten me through a lot of things. It, it's, yeah. it's that positive mindset of like, you could look at this situation through a, a dark lens. But like, again, like I always think about like, my path of what what people would think about as crazy or bad or dirty and like what i loved at the time it was like he moved to england like i had i crawled through a hole in a ceiling and a, a metal mat, ladder, ladder rolled up a mattress and sleeping on the ground in an attic like with one dresser drawer but i was like the most free i'd have ever been in my whole entire life i had a degree in my pocket i was trying my dreams all on my own doing my thing with a roof over my head, like I look at that as like this situation that like this is amazing. I'm living in London, seeing wow. this culture. I'm making forty bucks. Like I make nothing. I have enough to like buy my food, and that's it. And and that's yeah. it. But again, that's like, all I wanted because I had a goal, and I had other things I needed to do. And so, like my positive outlook was like, look at me living in London, like getting for runs, playing in pickup games in some London astroturf. Like, cool, you're doing your thing, yeah. like. That that lifted me up. That didn't bring me down, you know. But if people look at that, my story, and they talk about stuff like that, I'm always like, nah. I was positive in those moments. Those were not dire, okay. straight moments for me. I was choosing to do that. You know what I mean? Love it's it. like. But I think in those moments, like someone else maybe would look at that and be like, ah, I don't think I can do this. I, I don't want to live yeah. in an attic. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I'm like, I get to. You know what I mean? Like I get to live in this attic, and so I think that positive mindset and like the really growth mindset is like where is it's like a huge part
0: of why I was able to be and continue to be successful. Jay, given your success, how do you give back to others? And why is that so important to you? Because I know you've done it in many different ways.
1: You no, know, that's a good question. I think, you know, when you, when you're so fortunate to be able to live the life that I have and share the experiences that I have, and I think it's important that you have to sh- give back to that experience. When I came out of the game, I think you have to look at that as a player and say, How do you want to give back? Do you want to be a professional coach and coach pros? Do you want to be a professional coach that coaches kids? Do you want to be in an uh, commentator so you can read the game? Do you want to go in the front office so you can you can buy players and create structures around teams and setups and administration? Like there's lots of things you can do, but like for me, I as captains of teams, like again, I was chosen captain of the seven of the ten years I played pro. By the time I was year three, I was chosen captain of my team and get carried throughout my whole career. Again, like I never took ego in that. Somebody else chose that. I don't, I don't choose myself as captain. So like I always took that as a responsibility to be a leader, to use my story, to be relatable to the people that are around me and to educate the next generation and use my story as a, as a sense of belief in a source of inspiration for the next generation to believe that they can do these types of things too. And so as I came out of the game, that was kind of the way I looked at it. But then I thought about how how I can really affect it. And so I always say the inspiration of why I do what I do with my youth programs is because I get calls. I still get calls from teenagers every year that are broken because they've been released from programs. You know, I used to get the call as the captain, Jade, Watford kids, U14s, U16s, U17s, Whitecaps kids, U16s, U17s, broken. I don't know what to do. My parents are upset with me. I didn't get the scholarship. I didn't get the contract. I don't know anything. I don't know how many skills. I can't even cook for myself. Like, what can you help me? And I like over the years, really started to kind of feel that and understand that like, it's not them. It's the programs. I don't blame the kids. The kids are equally as capable of as any other human has ever been. Actually, even more so. We're just not we're not tapping into their abilities. We're, we're telling them to get off their phones instead of giving them a, a device to help them learn. It's like there's lots of different things that will allow them to use their talents. But we're taking those things away too early, in my opinion. And so when I came out of the game, it just became more and more clear. I want to help the next generation. I want to help teenagers. I want to help the really moldable, but hardest nuts to crack because again I guess that is my personality I like the hard stuff like, yeah I want right. to I want to get in the in the trenches with a bunch of hard stuff and figure it out because that's why I believe really life lives and I think using my experience knowing that I can do that to educate the next generation but also creating a program because again I pitched this to the caps and then this whole idea of like holistic leadership and high performance is what we teach we're a mentality first driven program and then we teach skill set secondary, because if you can teach a mindset, you can teach any skill set. And so we teach mindset first. I work with friends that are like me, but we don't do soccer camps that are just based around soccer. I bring up a chef and we talk about nutrition. We do a workshop around making easy meals. I'll bring up a helicopter pilot and he'll land the helicopter in the yard and he'll talk about what's it like to fly that thing and then give the kids a helicopter ride. And he'll like, you know, bring in an engineer and we'll do like a pulley lesson about some logs and we'll bring in ropes and stuff. And like, but that guy is a uh, is pulley engineer for like this big company in Vancouver that all everyone's everyone sees. And then like you bring in the, you know, the female animator that does video game characters for EA. And these kids are like, whoa, like in what we learn throughout our programs is high performance is not subjective it is, is a mindset based thing because if the chef tells you that high human want a michelin star is the same as the female animator that's now one of the only females in the game of fifa designing characters next to the premier leaguer that walked there and, and basically had to fight through a lot of adversity to get there and then the the head chef who's now whatever You'll see a lot of the similar things. There'll be times where no one believed in you and you had to believe in yourself. There's times where someone told you you couldn't do it and you had to break through that mindset. There's a time where you got it wrong and you made a big mistake and you had to get up and try to get it again. Every one of them will have that because when you create a high performance mindset, that's what is required. Nine times out of ten. But we're not teaching that. We're not teaching life holistically. We're not teaching leadership through the eyes of young kids. We're not teaching mentorship through the eyes of time My son mentors me as much as I mentor him if I open up a channel for him to do that and for him to teach me like I teach him. Mentorship isn't ageless. It's just experience and time. And so creating programs that allow that to happen, creating now technology programs, that's what we're building with EA is like now we're building an app where you can learn from the best through cool stories and short form videos and cool challenges you can learn from all these people. But at the same time, you're learning about yourself. You're, You're being a monitor of your own mental health because our profiles aren't your face, it's your brain split into the nine forms of intelligence. And so we monitor your own mental health through the activities we create through finding these cool celebrities, interacting with their lives, learning about their stories and with their hardships of what they went through and adversities that we all face. So now it creates a a digital community of support. Like I've talked about a lot, that's all we need to do fun, amazing things in this life is take a risk, Mm -hmm. know yourself, do it. But again, because of that support, I'll take that step. I took that step. And so now I want to teach that, but do it in a way that's holistic because then we don't worry about the 1%. We give the 98% a chance to be themselves. And that for me is why I do what I do now.
0: That is great. Good luck in that endeavor and, and let me know how I can help with that. That sounds incredible. As a father, what are your two biggest priorities for your son's youth sports experience?
1: Uh, Staying active and having fun, always, number one, especially at that age. I say that enjoying, and I I say, you know they they enjoy it if they want to come back. So as long as he wants to come back, I know I'm doing a job of support to make him like it. And again, if he doesn't like it, that has to come from him. And so that's number one, have fun and enjoy it and want to come back. And I think number two is like understanding the pressure that they are feeling. As a parent, if we understand that the pressure they are feeling, we will do a better job in applying it. And so I think applying pressure is also, as a parent, really crucial to development. When to apply it? Again, if you can, if you're trying to develop a kid to not learn to live with pressure, it'll be very unlikely that they are successful. When we are shutting down because of stress and anxiety, because we don't want pressure, success is where pressure lives. It's, it's what happens when you want the job interview that you want. It's when you get to the big game that you're trying to win. It's when you want to win that trophy so badly, but you do. It's because you're dealing with the pressures of that situation. And to learn how to do that at a young age, and as my focus as a parent, is to help my son learn how to do that by applying it to him with support at times, but then also like taking it off him at times to be like, it's cool. Just go have fun. Like who cares about winning? Like at the end of the day, if you, if you want to kick the ball tomorrow, then we win today. You know what I mean? Like, let's keep the pressure there. But as he gets older, it's like, OK, you want to earn a scholarship based on your intention. Cool. Now, how are we going to get there? I'm going to put pressure on you because you need to make sure that there's other kids that want that spot, too. So let's put pressure on yourself. Let's put yourself on the on that on that hot seat and go, OK, what do you need? Challenge yourself. Do things you've never done before. Get out of your comfort zones. But that has to come from him. And so, again, yeah. that's a But that for me is looking at it as a parent. That's still a management of pressure on him or off him. Mm hmm. Yeah, I've, I've told
0: my son that pressure is a privilege. That's him. a great one. I love that quote. You know, people who don't face pressure, that means that there are very low expectations for that person, right? And so when there is pressure there, it's mean that you've earned that opportunity to be put into a situation where there is some pressure on how you perform. You know, it, it's like Harry Kane with, with England, right? I mean, why is it that Harry Kane is the one who's always taking the penalty kicks for, for England? you know, with that, it's a privilege. He's earned that right to be put into that position. And clearly there's nobody else that the manager feels that confident of to put into that situation. And so there's the pros when he makes that, and there's the cons. And yet he hasn't buckled under the pressure when when he hasn't made them. Right. And so that's great perspective. I love that. What's one message you have for youth sports parents today?
1: Try your best to make it about your kid. Again, try your best to make it about your kid means that Again, we are back in a support position. I think that's number one of how we help develop our kids to be the best versions of themselves is -hmm. is really just, again, there's a difference between what support means and how you actually apply it. You know, some people think it's money. Some people think it's actually a word. Some people think it's a, it's a ride to the training ground. Like, again, they're supporting a lot of different ways. A lot of people think it is about money or some team you got. It's not. It's just about providing a, a support level, both mentally and physically, that can allow that person to learn who they are. And and, our, all parents now are suffering from kids that are suffering from stress and anxiety. Stress and anxiety lives in indecision and a lack of authenticity and a lack of identity. If I start guessing who I am and second guessing who I am because I'm getting gratification, it's not mine, and I'm getting bullied over here, I'm going to live in stress and anxiety because I'm not actually living to my truth. But if we can create a system that allows support for them to figure that out as soon as possible... Then we give our, our, our sons and daughters the best opportunity to be themselves. And so therefore, stress and anxiety will go away because they're not believing in all the noise and they're not believing in all these pressures and instant gratifications that aren't actually real or beneficial to them and their journeys. And so I think really as parents, really allowing that to happen, but doing it in a support position and doing it in, in, in a way that is self-driven and the kid, then you gave yourself the best chance.
0: Last question for you. What's one message that you would try to instill in kids who look up to you? Dream big, think small.
1: You know, rise and shine. I always say, rise and shine is a state of mind, and and I think rise and shine is that. It's a it's it's a mentality first thing, and I think you know when we can get our minds right, a lot of these results start to happen, and then people will call you lucky. They'll tell you that it happened in a day. How? Where did you come from? But we've talked a lot about that on this on this podcast. It's 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 not. It's about the daily work. It's about the daily awareness. It's about constant feedback. It's about communicating. It's about really again like checking in with yourself did you like that? How did that make you feel? Again, these are conversations we can have with ourselves for free. And if we want to bring in dad, cool, bring him in. If you want to bring in coach, cool, bring him in. If you want to bring in girlfriend, cool, bring her in. Start asking others because then you really get that true validation. And my believing myself hey dad do you think I have my best game what do you do you think that my right foot's getting better hey coach mm. do you think that um you know if I'm pushing out the defense you think my communication is getting better like if I'm not checking in with what I think of myself too like it's almost two mm. two versions of this one is like my yeah. relationship with myself but then the other was like I'm fact checking that with all my support to make sure I'm on the right path and if that's the case again great things happen
0: well, Jay Demerit, I had an absolute blast talking to you. What what a privilege and just a joy. So thank you so much for joining me. My pleasure, Sean. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Winning Is Not Everything. Please make sure to like the podcast and subscribe to the podcast so you can immediately get the latest episode. Also, I've launched a new newsletter, the Youth Sports Sanctuary, which aims to provide a safe space to ask questions and engage in discussions on the important challenges and issues in youth sports. Before I close, though, my presenting sponsor, TeamSnap, and I are thrilled to present our Coach of the Month. We want to shine the spotlight on coaches in youth sports who are making a positive impact on young student-athletes. And we want to recognize Dante Prevet, who leads the planning and execution of coach education initiatives for the Philadelphia Youth Sports Collaborative. Among many other roles, Dante is the creator of NFL Flag Philly, and he's in his 15th year of coaching tackle and flag football, rugby, lacrosse, and basketball. Congratulations, Dante. Last but not least, I want to thank my presenting sponsor, TeamSnap, the go-to app to help you have a successful spring sports season. Until next time, I'm Sean Jensen.